I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 13, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Yesterday, we spoke about the possibility of an ABC pattern. Today, we got the completion, technically speaking, of the C leg of that particular pattern. Just as a refresher... How did that work? It works as the A leg from the bottom, the B leg is the pullback portion, and the C leg is the completion. Once it gets above, doesn't have to close above, for those of you asking, once it gets above the high of the A leg, the pattern is considered complete. That doesn't mean the market comes down immediately, and it doesn't mean the market can't go higher. It just means the ABC pattern that we talked about yesterday is complete. Did I expect it to be complete in one day? No. Am I surprised it was completed in one day? No. We're in a rodeo market. Are we going higher in this market before it comes back down again? And the answer is, we likely are. Meaning, we'll probably likely visit at least the 20-period moving average, maybe slightly higher, before this leg is said and done. That doesn't mean the market has to be up every day. It could be down tomorrow. But my thing is, I think we have to visit the 20-period moving average, probably spike through it a little bit, before this particular rally phase is over. Keep this in mind. The Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew are unlikely to have the market spike up through the 20-period moving average tomorrow, reverse on a dime, hand you the short trade on a silver platter, white gloves and all. It happens sometimes. It's unlikely to happen. Generally speaking, they have to screw with you first. That's not a technical term. That's more of a seasoned term. Like a fine wine. It's an aged term. It means I've been around the block for a while. We've read this book before. I read the book from yesterday. In terms of the market making this sea leg higher, doesn't mean I'm always on the right page, but sometimes the market just gives it to you. Sometimes they're telling you something's up. Now, this morning, I'm not going to slide it over. You're either going to believe it or you won't. Doesn't really matter. What I did was I informed inside the numbers members early on, before the opening bell, that there was something a little bit weird. The market was trading down. It was down yesterday. Everybody was getting extremely bearish. Obviously, happens over and over and over again. However, in the pre-market activity this morning, nothing was trading lower. No stocks were down. Very few stocks were trading lower. None of the names we know, none of the FANG stocks, none of the important stocks that move the market. Everything was either flat to higher, and the futures had downward pressure, southern directional pressure, all night into the morning hours. All of a sudden, here comes the rip to the upside. The rip your face off rally, pie in the face to the short people, And I don't mean short in height, I mean short of the market. And here was one of the charts we looked at yesterday. We looked at the hourly chart and I explained from a time perspective and a handful of other things, this was one of the charts, this was one of the setups that was leading me to believe we were seeing the B leg of an ABC pattern. We also looked at the 120 minute chart. We saw something similar. I identified something similar. 
didn't quite look the same. You didn't have everything you had on the hourly chart, but you had time on your side. Where do you learn time? Lazy E-mini trader course. That's where you learn time. Without time, you almost have no chance. Let's talk about something different. So we're down to an intraday 15-minute chart, for example. We're centered around 292.50. Is anybody surprised that we stopped and hovered around all day long, back and forth, in and around 292.50? I guess I told a fib. I did slide over inside the numbers, and you'll see the 10.50 a.m. update. 292.50, still important. Hourly closes below. We'll take some wind out of the sails. Would or should we expect higher prices anytime soon? Not under garden variety conditions. Meaning, the market had this huge power move early in the morning. They have to digest that for a while, which will give us further clues of what's next. Are they going to consolidate? Are they going to put in a bull flag pattern? Are they going to sell off? We need more information at that point. So you know the rest. They're putting in a bull flag pattern. What does a bull flag pattern look like? For those of you that just showed up, we look at these all the time. Here is a bull flag pattern. The reason why we like these, and then I'll tell you the reason why we don't like these. The reason why we like these is because they have a high percentage or tendency to do this and actually finish to the upside. However, the problem is when they fail, they don't necessarily have to fail all the way to take you out behind the woodshed. So here's what happens. Here's a big breakup candle. Market will like to come down and test the low of the breakup candle that doesn't necessarily take the bullishness, if you will, off the table. It took the bull flag pattern off the table, but it didn't take a bullish pattern off the table. So when you buy inside of the flag portion, not necessarily the pole, but the flag, right? This is the flag waving in the wind. If you buy up here in this area, you're susceptible to the market dropping, but not necessarily eliminating the bullishness. That's the problem with bull flag patterns. Same thing goes on the other side with the bear flag patterns. Why is that important? It's important and it also speaks to why I always like to repeat every single day that markets like to test the highs of breakdown candles and the lows of break up candles. Why is that? Why do I like to say that? Because that's the area that I prefer to participate in the market. We can take a look at the same bull flag pattern from an hourly chart perspective. Same routine. Under normal garden variety market conditions, don't be surprised if we wake up to a gap higher in the morning. That is totally possible out of this pattern. We can also see lower prices and not disrupt or damage the bullishness of this pattern. It doesn't have to end here. The C-leg doesn't necessarily have to end where it ended today. It could. It doesn't have to. That's from a technical perspective. We don't necessarily know. I'm just stating a fact. The pattern is complete. Mission complete. We're going to take a little detour, and I'm going to give you a clue on some of the things that I'm looking at early in the morning. In particular, I'm going to tell you what I was looking at Tuesday morning. The S&P E-mini futures contract. It is the S&P, but the chart looks different than the SPY. So let me give a refresher. The daily chart of the SPY, we had the ABC pattern. We filled a gap. Now keep that in mind. 
I'm going to repeat it. We filled a gap and took off to the upside. Back to the futures contract. There is no gap. But what we did have was a breakup candle. Which breakup candle was I looking at? This breakup candle right here. So I'm looking at the low of that candle this morning. I see we almost tested it yesterday. And I see overnight early in the morning in the Globex electronic session, they spiked below the low of the breakup candle. The question was this. Are they going to just give up the ghost or is it a fake out? And is the ABC pattern going to play out? That's what I had on my side. I knew that if we began to close hourly below the low of that breakup candle, we were likely going lower. Instead, the market shot up like a rocket and it panned out. It tested the low of the breakup candle, spiked a little bit, and then it went in the other direction. It happens over and over and over again. It's also one of the things I was looking at when I discussed the same ABC pattern in last night's video. We have to look at a variety of different charts, a variety of different markets. All the puzzle pieces get put on the table. We start to assemble them. And if we come up with a clear picture, it is what it is. Sometimes it's more clear than others, but this is the game we play. It's not a game. This is the business we're in. How about the IWM? My apologies, not only to everybody out there, but to the IWM itself. I forgot the IWM last night, maybe for the first time in history. I figured out why I did it, but there are no excuses. I take full responsibility. The IWM was actually lagging today, believe it or not. So the IWM was up 1.28%, and the spider was up more than that on percentage terms. The S&P cash index finished up 1.5% today. The IWM still is in a very, very weak position as compared to where it was. Below all the moving averages, it's putting in a bearish flag pattern, a bearish something pattern. It can certainly get pulled up if the market rallies higher for a couple of days. Certainly no question about it. Can it get up through the moving averages and back to this trend line? Most likely not. Something would materially need to change across the globe for that to happen. Let me explain that one further. We're not really getting into conspiracy theories, but this kind of goes into a surrounding bucket. The market spiked up today, quote-unquote, on the relief of some of the tariffs in China. Now, we all know that that's kabuki theater. It's the excuse That's fine. Anybody is certainly free to believe whatever they want. I believe in the charts. You can believe in the news if you like. But when we see something like this happen, you're inside of Kabuki Theater. You're in a rodeo market. So just the same as the market gets lit on fire to the upside on a quote-unquote tweet and an adjustment to tariffs with China, the same thing can happen, we all know, in the other direction. It will happen in the other direction. Will it happen from current price? Will it happen from 30 or 40 S&P handles higher? We don't know, but it will happen. What we need to recognize is nothing really changed. There's no deal with China. It wasn't about the tariffs to begin with. The tariffs are a sideshow. There's chaos in Hong Kong. China is trying to invade or take over Hong Kong. I shouldn't say invade, but they're trying to take over earlier than their scheduled date, Hong Kong. There's huge protests going on. 
These typically don't end well. Has anything been resolved with Iran? Probably not. Europe, European banks, currencies, interest rates, bonds, anything resolved? Gold still shooting higher? Sure. Was down a few bucks today, but we're swiftly over 1500. Wasn't that long ago we were looking at 1400. Did anything materially change across the markets? And the answer is no. This is the way the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew hand a pie in the face to the folks that are short the market. They don't want to pay the puts. Let me ask you this question. Scratch your head on this one. How many times have we talked about that as a result of seeing it? Who are the normal winners in an option trade? You or me buying a put or a call or the institution on the other side selling it to us? Sure, I'm oversimplifying. I get there's both sides of the trade. There's certainly somebody else willing to sell if I'm willing to buy. But you get the point. The smart money is a seller of puts and calls. Johnny Come Lately was buying puts yesterday. Johnny Come Lately generally buys near-term calls or puts. Johnny Come Lately lost 75-80% of the value today. It's not coming back. The market will go down, but that option will not come back. What does it look like when we take a stop down at the transportation department? We talked about this one yesterday. Again, we're at these bottoms, these pivot lows, whatever you want to call it, right in here. We're in defense mode. The transports are in defense mode. They're ugly on the chart below all those moving averages. They're playing defense. Where was the high of the day? The 200 period moving average. Stopped short and backed off. Shocker? Probably not. Weekly chart. It's not bullish. It's bearish. We can rally to test the moving averages. Getting above the moving averages may change the tune. That may change the trend. Right now, the trend is down. Doesn't mean every day is down. Doesn't mean every week is down. But the trend is down. Look at this rip in the triple Qs. A lot of the tech stocks got really lifted with the tariff news. Apparently, some of this relief in the tariff issue is going directly to electronics or electronic components or related stuff. I'm not really sure. I heard that in crosstalk. I don't know the details. I don't really care about the details. Don't start posting the details under the video. The Q's had its ABC pattern complete. Again, doesn't mean the higher prices are finished. Just means that pattern is complete. If I was going to take a short trade in the queues, what would be my ideal spot right now? And here's the qualifier. Within the next, let's just say, two to three trading sessions, I might be willing to take a crack over 191 in the queues. I would likely also add to that position around 193, and I would be wrong closing above the high of this breakdown candle, 194.43. I would be willing to take that trade sitting here now saying that within the next two to three trading sessions, if we found the cues up there, I would likely be taking a short. Doesn't mean it's going to get there. I'm just saying. Nice day for the financials up about on par with the S&P. Nothing earth shattering. We're still in a bear flag pattern with all the hoopla about all the positive news today. All of a sudden, all we're doing is going back and forth, forming a bear flag pattern. See how this works? Everybody gets excited on the way up, and they get disappointed on the way down, excited on the way up, 
disappointed on the way down, and therefore, you can see how the media plays together with the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew, and if you don't know what the chart is doing, you get sucked in every single time over and over and over again. That had nothing whatsoever to do with the XLF in and of itself. It had to do with the concept of how the market works. Anything different to see or show in the SMH? No, same story. The SMH was up tremendous. Again, same news related with the Qs and China and the tech stocks, semiconductors, big participant there. So it's no wonder we had a big 3% update in the SMH. Same story, nothing to do. Where are we headed? Likely above or at least a spike through the 20 period moving average if we're going to have a continuation move. The bond market. The TLT represents 20 plus year treasury bonds. We'll use this for a moment, but we want to have a discussion a little bit deeper than just the chart. We can stick this into one of the buckets that's a sideshow of the conspiracy theories. The point is, we have bonds screaming higher. Forget about the fact that you had a down day today. Doesn't matter, it's just a blurb. Look where we are on the chart. Look how far away, A, we are from home base, which means we're likely to consolidate for a while. But the bigger picture is, look where the trend is. Look what's happening. Everything is still headed in the upward direction. What happens when we go to a weekly chart? You can see, this is a move that is unsustainable. This will put in a top and pull back, but that doesn't mean the higher prices are over. Everybody will think they are. The television people will tell you they are. They'll tell you yields have bottomed at the time that may or may not happen. Right now, we are fully far extended away from home base and anywhere where we should be. However... We're not the determinant of where we should be. The market is its own determinant. By definition, the market is going to determine where the market should be. But here's the point. You're at a monthly double top. It's a very important area. Remember 111.50? I had to do that. It showed up on the screen. I had no choice. But here's the thing. What happens if we bust through? Where are we going? It would be a breakout to all-time new highs. So we treat it the same as we do anything else breaking out to all-time highs. Hasn't done it yet. This is a monthly chart. May do it, may not do it, may do it next month, may do it some other time in the future, may not do it at all. We may get a reversal. We'll see. Here's the point. These are interest rates. This is the 10-year interest rate, 1.68%. The Fed, the government, People in the know, somebody out there is panicked. We've discussed it ad nauseum before. There's European banking issues, potentially. The U.S. has a tremendous amount of debt. We need low interest rates to service our own debt. We're all addicted to low interest rates. The market is addicted to low interest rates. Every time the Fed talks about or tries to raise interest rates, The market has a hissy fit. You remember the conversation, the tail wags the dog. The dog is the Fed, the tail is the market, the tail wags the dog. With interest rates selling off, bonds rallying, gold rallying, the transports in a weak position, technically speaking, on the weekly chart, the IWM weekly chart potentially or has already put in a third pivot or second lower high right here would be the second lower high 
And if you shorted the IWM up there, that's how you feel. Back to the TLT, this is not normalcy. This is not normalcy when you go up in a straight line like that. Markets will correct themselves. They always, always do. But with the TLT, we're not going to guess on where the top is. Maybe the top will be a double top, and maybe it won't. What we're going to do is use everything that's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, and we're going to use the sign and signal of a trend change to identify the top in bonds because that in and of itself, ultimately, and this could even be a few months away, that could ultimately be the short trade of the decade, not this decade, the next decade. And I'm going to let you chew on that for a while, so I will pull the ripcord here and give it a wrap. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.